0: Gateways of the heart. Hallelujah. And just how critical um, understanding the framework, architecture, God's original design of the soul is to um, victory um, the way God will have it. Hallelujah. Um, all ancient seeker, all seekers of God, they come into this understanding. Who's ever seen like, maybe, um, maybe Hindu or Buddhist, or whatever. All these diagrams of like different like chakra centers and hotspots. Anyone seen those illustrations online before? Like you see like someone in the yoga pose and some lights and all these things. Okay. What happened is that um, someone had a visionary experience. And over time, they were able to map out different parts of the human body that function as epicenters. Um, The truth is that all of these faculties listed, okay, so just for, what's your name, sir? Mr. Sam, okay, I'll just give you a quick run through here, what we're looking at here. These are called the thrones of the soul. And um, basically, these are like channels um, to your subconscious, to your unconscious self. So the ways, um, I'll give you a quick, quick run through what your consciousness is. Whenever a human being is born into this world, um are bombarded by information um, from all the different environments they're um, existing in. These environments, some of them are spiritual, some are physical, some are internal. Hallelujah. Um, when a baby's in the womb, the only, basically just the, the amniotic sac the child is in, and... Maybe whatever spiritual environment the child is exposed to, that the baby is interacting with, Amen. But when the baby is born, the child is forced into a world um, where things are unusually um, louder than usual. In the amniotic sac, you're kind of like shielded from harsh exposure. So because of that, um, what happens is that you're not really exposed to lots of things. If that makes sense, there is some exposure, but it's very mild. But once the child is born, the child is thrust into a world with you know, different air pressure, different humidity, um, hallelujah, um, different um, temperature, hallelujah, um, different. Um, the child has been forced to breathe through their nostrils now, amen. Their lungs are being forced to exercise. So there's all these things happening externally and internally, amen. And new sounds, um, and then lights shining, amen? And all of the child's receptors, the child's senses are being exposed, they're being triggered by all of these environments the child is exposed to. Now, because of the way God designed um, intelligent life to be, intelligent life meaning that um, life that learns. So for example, um, my dog, In my apartment whenever she sees me pick up my keys she knows i'm about to leave that's because over time she's recognized patterns that whenever this guy touches this thing he's about to walk out of the door so because of that because she wants to not be left in the house she's going to be heading to the door following me hallelujah and so you find that intelligent life is looking for how to be more efficient at you know tasks how to find more pleasure how to be more joyful amen does that make sense that's actually how god designed every facet of your being every facet of you is designed intelligently amen if you begin to lift up heavy weights you find your body begins to go through processes that would ensure the next time you lift up weights it's easier amen it might take a while for that ease to kick in all right that's when the muscle fibers they tear and then new ones are formed you know all about that because you do training right But make no mistake that once a process has been completed, you're going to find it easier to accomplish that task. That's the whole purpose of training. And um, so accomplish, to come into that place of efficiency, you find a morphing process is the best way forward. You find the body, the soul, amen, adopting a new um, form. Yes, changing, yes, so as to sufficiently, efficiently accomplish a specific task. The same thing with the, with the soul. As it's been bombarded with all this information, it's trying to make sense out of everything. But once enough data has been collected, and enough patterns can be recognized, amen, um, and intelligence is inspired, amen, by all of that volume, amen? And it begins to map out what is essential for life and what is not, basically. So when I need food, I need to respond, right? Feel hungry? And when food has been given, I don't need to respond like that anymore. So once all those things have been mapped out, over time, there might even be a, be a buffer where the child feels hungry, but doesn't necessarily express it, per se. There's not an intelligence about it now. It's not just an inst- instinctive thing. There is a way the child is going about this. There's personality involved, as well. This, along with many other factors, like the child's um, genetics, the child's ancestry, spiritually, um, emanating from the child's life force, amen, and um, biologically, as in physically, from the child's physical ancestors, amen. Um, they all have a part to say, and that's wisdom in dictating what is important, amen. Over time, um, the soul begins to map out things that are important to it, and those things that are important to it that um, the constants of life, the underlying... Um, way to experience life is what I'm getting at here, okay? And I'm saying that because people experience life in very different ways. Who knows what I'm saying? There's a way I can get um, alerts on my phone and it says zero Naira. Okay? We are all going to respond to that alert differently. Who knows what I'm saying? There's someone that he knows that he always has money. So even if he sees zero Naira there, he knows that he's, he still has money. Does that make sense? And there's someone else that even though there's zero now, he knows money going to come share somewhere, right? There's someone else that. That's money. If it's gone, that's the end of life. So each of them is going to respond differently, right? Because of context, right? The context of their lives. Does that make sense? Okay. And what happens is that this context is hammered, amen, into the soul in layers of consciousness. Does that make sense? There are the depths where... um, um, where, where where that instruct or inform how you experience life very, very powerfully. Those regions are called the heart. I point them out here as the subconscious and the unconscious, but I call them the heart. You can see the heart's kind of like leaning on the imagination um, channel and the subconscious and unconscious are kind of parallel to the will right there. Amen? And what they're doing, hallelujah, <laughs> what they are doing, amen, is that um, they are informing how you experience life. Amen? This is so crucial to us as believers because we have been given God's life, right? But for us to experience God's life, we need to tamper with this thing. Does that make sense? Now, God provided, amen, the way that we would this thing would be informed. And that's the life force, the spirit that we, um, we have when we became born again. Amen. Now that life force was installed on the inside of us once we believe the gospel. And it is ever so forcefully projecting God's way of experiencing life. Amen. With the intention of forcing, amen, to your will, to your imagination, to your desire, to your memory, to your intellect, to your emotions. Amen. The way that God experiences life. Amen. Now, for the person that's born into this world, the life force that is instructing all of these things is death. Does that make sense? So because of, when I say death, I don't mean inactivity. I mean separation from God. Um, These things are very organic. What I mean by that is they might seem crude and maybe even simple, but that bombard, that's consistent bombard. What I mean by this, let me, let me, let me sound like this. Okay. Your spirit man, hallelujah, I think I explained this one more kids at school, is never not God like. Does that make sense? Your spirit man is never tired. Your spirit man is never bored. Amen? Your spirit man is always in tune with God. In fact, the Bible says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Amen? That suggests, amen? That's my spirit, amen. Hallelujah. And God's spirit, amen, are the same, or almost like my spirit, where my life force flows from, amen, is from within the depths of God. Who you knows what I'm saying? What I mean by that's God, as in God's internal makeup, as in His own spirit. Who you knows what I'm saying? Now, all of these things I'm describing here, God has all of these things as well. God has will. God has an imagination. God has a desire. God has memory. God has intellect. God has emotions. We can see this very clearly from the scriptures, right? Amen. The judge shall live by faith. If anyone draws back, my soul will find no pleasure in him. That's God speaking. Amen. God who is pleased by some people. Amen. God said, "As sure as I live." Way, good to see y'all. Uh-oh, recognizing you guys. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Is your sister coming? Oh, your sister okay, no, coming. Okay. Hallelujah. You see that? Um. Almighty God from the scriptures has all of these faculties, amen? And so there is, because of this, there is a way that God experiences life. Does that make sense? Now, God's life force informs how he experiences life. Does that make sense also? God's life force is projected at God's soul consistently. Always demanding that God's soul, amen, would experience life a specific way. I'm describing what should be happening inside of all of us. Amen. Because what happened is that over the years, Amen, as a young person, as a child, when you're born into this world, what was bombarding your soul was not the life of God, but death, right? When everyone is born into this world, you're born a sinner. Amen. Doesn't matter how innocent you are, amen. Doesn't matter how naive you are, doesn't matter how nice you are, doesn't matter how cute you are, you me, sir. Amen. You're born with a dead spirit. Go on, sir. Okay, that's true. Hallelujah. And so because of that, death instructs how you live out your life. So you find that at a specific age, all right, that death keeps on bombarding the will, bombarding the imagination, bombarding the desires alongside other things in life. Okay, In that whirlpool, in that mixture, amen, of different things that are happening, amen, an intelligence on how to live life, amen, develops. A wisdom, a skill. Amen? And what that thing does is that you begin to now live life, amen? The same way that Satan lives his life. So you find a child without going to um, university of lies or taking a master class or taking an online course on lying, break something. Who did it? The child tells a lie. Hallelujah. You will see that child is doing that thing. Amen. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Amen. Not because the child heard a voice, per se, saying, don't tell them that you're not the one, no. It's almost like from the inside of the child, I don't want to get in trouble. Right? There's a wisdom that is speaking to that child. Is everyone listening? So the child tells a lie. Now that wisdom has been built up, amen, in layers of consciousness in that child's soul. Who knows what I'm saying? By death, influencing these spiritual senses, these thrones here. Does does all that make sense? And so that influence consistently, okay? Day after day, night over night, builds up, amen, and continues to inform how to experience life. Now, as the buildup intensifies, as it continues to bombard the soul over time, after a while, the soul kind of learns the language of the spirit man. Does that make sense? And unless a new event comes in, the way to interpret life has been summarized by the soul. That summary is now laid in the unconsciousness. Does that make sense? So from that point onwards, when the child is going about life, the child is interpreting it by what? That's wisdom. That's intelligence. Who knows what I'm saying? So when the child needs a toy and sees someone else's toy, it doesn't belong to me, mommy said, don't touch it. Because the child wants that toy, that wisdom informs how to, how to interpret that desire for the toy. Does that make sense? Instead of thinking to child self, oh, man, I wonder who owns that thing. Ah, oh, that thing is nice, so I like it too, but it belongs to someone else. There's another wisdom informing that thought process. There's another wisdom of saying, ah, I like this toy. I don't care whose own it is. There is another wisdom informing that. Does that make sense? All of that is, it might seem crude, but that's is what is driving this world. How many of that's what's driving this world right now? If you check, no matter how sophisticated you are, no matter what suit and tie you wear, you still nail it down to selfishness, right? Sin in the heart, wickedness, twistedness in the soul. No matter how sophisticated you are, no matter your phone, amen? It still comes down to that thing. No matter how sophisticated you think you are, layers upon layers right all stored up in the unconscious and in the subconscious amen how through these faculties the thrones of the soul now in the event amen because the spirit man is always constant there is now no need for the uh whatchamacallit for the soul to be querying the spirit man for new information after a while because it has learned the ways of darkness. That's why as a child just born into this world, you are going towards hell. Once you hit the, what they call the age of accountability, right? That's when the, the soul has picked up a volume of darkness from the spirit man and has installed it in the heart. So the child comes into awareness. The child has understands what life is about. The child is not ignorant on how to live life. Does all this make sense? So because of this, what now happens to that child is that when the child encounters things, it now interprets all of those things through that filter, through that lens. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All of this is in the heart. So let's say that child now gets born again. Amen. The way someone gets born again is that the gospel is preached to you at one of these faculties. Amen. One of these landmarks. Amen. One of these thrones. One of these gateways. Amen. Someone wants to see Jesus. Someone has desire for Jesus. Someone sees a glimpse of Jesus, right? Someone feels specifically because of because of how Jesus because Jesus is presence. Amen. The gospel is explained to you, just makes sense. Amen. When that happens, amen, and that um, that spiritual sense, Amen, is triggered. Amen. To a specific degree. And I say specific degree for a reason. Because in many different ways, all of us, amen, are influenced by the Spirit of God in some form or fashion. Both believers and unbelievers, right? But there's a measure, amen, that would demand that you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Who knows what I'm saying? There has to be like a focus on you. Who knows what I'm saying? Maybe someone is interceding for you somewhere. Someone came to you after praying for two or three days and hands you a tract. And for some reason, you don't to let the track go. You just hold it until you go to your house. You now open it and now read. What is this rubbish self? And as you're reading, everything is just what? Flowing through the thrones of your soul into your heart. Is everyone listening? Once that happens, amen, the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ is communicated to your, to your heart, amen, and you believe the gospel, the Holy Spirit overwhelms the soul, amen, by blasting with the light of the glory of the gospel of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's in Second Corinthians chapter 4. The fruit of that is that the child's, that person's spirit man changes. Amen. From death to life. Is anyone listening? From darkness to light. From Satan to God. As soon as that transformation happens, the life force being projected from the spirit man is no longer death. It is now what? Life. It is now light. And light will continue bombarding all of these faculties with the hopes, amen, of rewriting how to experience life. Hallelujah. But do you know what is so interesting about everything I just said now? When the spirit man is bombarding all these faculties, you're going to experience jolts, amen when you get born again, of the life of God flowing organically. Maybe you used to smoke before you stop smoking. Maybe you used to do immoral things before you stop doing them. You used to watch porn or something like that or whatever. You no longer have desire for those things anymore. Amen. Maybe you should steal before he stop stealing. Maybe stop lying. Amen? But if you check, most people, I say most people, all of us, right? We don't always end up at the climax of the experience of God's life the way it ought to be. Is anyone here that's living God's life the way he lives his life? Exactly. Not yet, right? The question is, how come? Hallelujah. And the reason why is because as the soul learned from the very beginning, from that spirit man of death, amen? What happened was that the soul also began to teach itself what to learn. Is everyone listening? Not only did it learn, for lack of better words, about life, but even how to learn about life. Happening that learning is part of your experience of your life. So if something is informing how you experience life, its goal also, that's how all life all life forces work. They also teach the soul how to learn, how to experience life. In other words, if you want to change, it gives it protocols for changing. That's what I'm saying. So because of this, when the life force of God begins to bombard the soul, because of what Jesus Christ referred to as traditions, amen, you will find that the power of God in the spirit man can be made of no effect. How many of that can happen? God's power can be present, but nothing is happening. Maybe I'll show you a verse of scripture that will explain that. I explained this last week. Amen. Jesus Christ said, you make the word of God of no effect by your tradition. Um, give me Mark 7 from verse 13. Mark chapter 7 from verse 13. Anyone back there? Thank you. Mark chapter 7 from verse 13. Let me just have all of these apps open at the same time so I can control. Thank you. Making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. So you have, amen, God's life on the inside of you. Its goal is to inform your soul on how you should live your life. Amen? How to experience life. But you have already learned what? How to experience life. So you might get away with maybe one or two things maybe you stop lying stop stealing stop cheating but the massive body of what life is still remains untouched on the inside of you is everyone listening all of these things are anchored on belief systems deep in the subconscious this is what life is about this is what life is about this is what life is about is everyone listening a good example of this is selfishness yes you might be loving and all loving and dovey because of the you know because you got born again amen but there's some people that you see in your life that will reveal to you that you haven't become like Jesus fully yet. Who you knows what I'm saying? That you haven't finished experiencing your redemption. When they come into your life, you go and cry to God, right? Why are you crying to God? Aren't you, isn't, isn't God's life was inside of you? Why, why are you crying to God? Listen very close, okay? Because of God's life was on the inside of you, by virtue of that reality, amen? Maybe we should get, read 1 Corinthians chapter 2. This is Daniel Camp. Give me 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So this will not just be a follow-up, this will also be a an introduction also, amen? Hallelujah. Who doesn't understand what I'm saying? Raise your hand. If you do not understand what I'm saying, raise your hand. Hello, how y'all doing back there? Oh, is he, wow, he just came here for work. Help me awaken our friends over there. Okay, cool. Can you come and sit back here so I can see you? Thank you. I know. <laughs> um, next page. We want to use all of this I'm saying right now to pray. Amen. Oof. Um, okay. We speak wisdom among those who are mature, not the wisdom of this age nor of the rulers of this age. What Paul is referring to as the wisdom of this age is that body. Amen. That thing that was downloaded into the soul on how to experience life. Someone listening. It informs your subconscious decisions. Amen. When there's no water, I didn't mean there, I mean here. There we go. Amen? When someone gets you upset, that desire to slap the person, it's coming from something. Is everyone listening? You just find yourself wanting to do that. It's not instinct. No, 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 no. When someone offends you, who's ever read about Jesus Christ? When they reproved him, he didn't reprove them back. When they slapped him, he didn't slap them back. You know the reason why? There was a wisdom functioning inside of him. Okay, that's a bag. Okay, two bags. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Because of that wisdom function, function on the inside of Jesus Christ, amen. When he was slapped, amen. That's wisdom, amen. Instructed how he was meant to respond in that situation. Is anyone listening? This is why James would say something like this um, If you have bitter envying, amen, and self glorying, and selfish seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. Why was he saying that? He understood something. When truth is in your inward part and in the hidden part, you know wisdom. There is a way you live your life. You don't have to be constraining yourself. It flow. Do you? Do, when 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 someone slaps you, do you try to act angry? Let's say I come and slap one of you now. Amen. Would you try to frown your face? Would you? Would you try? Who knows what I'm saying? You all of a sudden now things just switch into high gear, right? And now we're wondering what this man of God is doing. <laughs> right? Hallelujah. Let's I do it one more time after that. Your face now changed. Okay. I know what's happening here. <laughs> I do it one more time after that. Then what now begins to happen? Defensive maneuvers, right? Let's say I do it one more time. That's three slaps in a row. Or four. By that time, you're probably you're, you're holding back the uppercut, right? Who knows, who knows? Who knows Street Fighter? You know, when you're not playing the game, you just leave it alone. Initially they'll just stay by themselves. After a while to so go to the loading screen and you see them fighting themselves. Who's ever seen that before? All these video games, Street Fighter them. That's what will happen. If you if you don't, if you let yourself go, what would happen? You would seem like you're gentle for a second. Oh that's from nowhere. Come on <laughs> Hallelujah. Is anyone that ever felt like that before? Anyone ever? None of you. Wow, what holy people. <laughs> sometimes. Just sometimes. <laughs> I hope he's not online. (laughs) Hallelujah. Everyone understand, though? That we call the wisdom, amen, of this age. Okay, next page. Hmm. Next page. Uh Okay, verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Hmm. But God has revealed them to us through his what? Okay. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the what? The deep things of God. Hmm. Hmm. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirits of God. What the Bible is saying here is this. Everything inside the depths of God came from where? His spirit. So if you have the spirits of God inside of you, automatically you should have what? The depths of God, right? The deep things of God. You know why? Once that spirit is on the inside of you, that spirit man begins to project the life force of God the exact way he interprets life. Is everyone listening? The exact way God experiences life. God giving us his spirit is an incredible feat, honestly speaking. Because because of that, you can live your life like God. And God's, when people think about living like, like God, what comes to mind is shining light. Let me ask you a question. If, if shining, let's say, never takes light and you're shining. kai the life of God. Is, is that the life of God? Is that really the life of God? Is it that shining light? Is that what it is? Really? Amen. Because <laughs> this thing can, is shining too, right? There are some things that only God can do. That's the best way to say it, right? Not just that a magician. Not, not just a not just a superhero. There's some things that only God can do. It would take God's life to accomplish those things, right? That is what that installation has been put inside of us for. Does all this make sense? The Bible says here that what eye has not seen, ear has not heard, amen, Hallelujah. But the only one, amen, that has all of these things is the spirit of God. Amen. Where God's life force flows out from. And he's flowing right now, amen, into all of us right now. Amen. Who is born again? Raise your hand. That means you have the life force of God. Amen. The fruit of this. The Bible says here, now we have received not the spirit of the world. Why is Paul saying this? Because all of our lives before we got born again, what did we have inside of us? The spirits of the world, where the, or the spirits of this age, where the wisdom of this age came from. But now we have the spirits of God on the inside of us, and so what we should have on the inside of us should be the wisdom of God. Does that make sense? But the spirit is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Hallelujah. These things we also speak. Not in words which men's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Hmm. So he's saying here that the Spirit inside of you does what? Teaches. Is everyone listening? That learning process we we were talking about earlier on, right? How to experience life. Is everyone listening? He goes on to say, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Next page. That is the issue here. The soul, amen, the heart, the mind, has learned, amen, how to experience life and has also learned, because of that, how to learn. Amen. So when the Spirit of God wants to minister, wants to teach, amen, the soul, how to experience God, the Bible says here, they are foolishness to him. Now, when the Bible says these things are foolishness, what does that mean by foolishness? does it mean that it's stupid. do no, not say that like it's stupid. It's just not appealing, right? When the child is born and that, that life force, amen, is projecting to the child how to interpret life, the child takes it very seriously. The child takes it as wisdom. Is everyone listening? The child doesn't joke around with it. So when the child feels a rumbling in its belly, it responds very sharply, right? You almost see that. Who's ever seen a child crying before? It's like they want they're fighting. Who's ever seen a child crying before? They're using all of their being, right, to respond to whatever impulses they're receiving. I need to express myself. That's how we ought to respond. Amen. There's a verse in the book of Romans and in Galatians that says, God has sent forth the spirit, amen, of adoption of his son into our hearts by which we cry, Abba, Father, amen, and the fruit. The evidence of that indwelling is that you find yourself with a cry. Is everyone listening? But if you're a natural man, the Bible says these things will be foolishness to you. And you cannot know them because they are spiritually discerned but he who is spiritual judges all things yet he himself is rightly judged by no one for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of Christ is everyone listening so the Bible is telling us here by virtue of the indwelling of the spirits of God you have access to the what to the mind of Christ not only do you have access to the mind of christ amen i'm going to go back to my diagram here because of this indwelling we have access hallelujah to the intellect of christ is everyone listening to the desires of christ to the imaginations of christ is everyone listening we have access to the heart of christ is everyone listening? I'm going to show the, this to us in many more scriptures, okay? We have access to the will of Christ. Is everyone listening? We have access to the, I said the emotions, to I it, the intellect, to the memories of Christ. You know you can access the memories of God? You can see things in God that have never been seen before. Isn't that what Paul said? I has not seen, nor has ear heard. Amen. So when he said all of those things, he was speaking of things that only God knows. So we have, can have access to what? The memories of God. Amen? The desires of God, the imagination of God. Can you imagine what God's mind is like? Who knows what I'm saying here? Who, who, who's, who, who gets the frame here? I'm not talking about, you know, there's a different, the mind of the... Um, peanuts, amen, in the village and the mind of the person that is doing nuclear physics, amen, in a research researching like particle collisions, okay? Which of these two minds amen, would be more, let's say, sophisticated. It's very obvious what my the answer is, right? The one that's more developed, right? Hallelujah. Now, this is still within the realm of like human beings, right? How about the mind of an angel? How we know that angels of God and even evil spirits, they have access to wisdom far more sophisticated than what most people have access to. How many of you know that? When you see, I'm going to I'll share something really funny, whatever. There was someone, um, a lady that was listening to or looking, reading at what she wrote about online or whatever. Talking about, uh-uh, as a team. Where are both of you going to together? To eat. She wants to eat in the bathroom. Wonderful. (laughs) This is the first camp. (laughs) All arise. Where are you going to? I want to go and sleep. I want to go and eat. I want to go and drink water. I want to use the bathroom. (laughs) I want to go and lie down. Because my back is paining me. And you came for camp. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Okay, online audience. Sorry, we're having um, this is Daniel Camp's Mokized School. So forgive (laughs) me being very interactive, amen. Hallelujah. Who understands everything I've said so far? Amen? Evil spirits themselves, they have access, their civilization is more superior, amen? In fact, if you look at what things on the earth, where they're going to right now, amen, what they're trying to do is just adopt the wisdom of evil spirits. How many of you know that? I mean, the music, the, the movies, right? The things that we entertain ourselves with, amen? The words, you hear someone walking by and they'll say the F word. You know what that word means, right? It literally means like sexual intercourse. What someone would say, e-, you know, F me, F my mom, F this person, F you. I mean, just passively saying it. It's not an evil spirit that's talking. Why would you be saying something like that passively? As in, and there's even, there might even be a joy about it too. Who's ever, you know, there's this, when something bad happens, you just have this desire to say something bad. Is everyone listening. Where where amen? The desire to want to be like a man, to adopt the civilization of what? Evil spirits. What's what I'm saying? Then now think about the civilization of God. That's even too far. Civilization of the angels of God. How many of you know that Lucifer was one cherubim? How many you know that Lucifer was just one angel? How many of you know that? And you know, there's this story that um is everyone am I boring y'all? No. Okay. There's this story that um, Satan took a third of the angels, right? And he cast them down um, from heaven and deceived all of them. Amen? <laughs> the is shaking his head already. How <laughs> many of that is lie from the pits of hell? <laughs> Hallelujah. Satan is one cherubim. Amen? And of all the cherubim that God made, he's the only one that fell. And the only entities that fell with him were his own angels. Hallelujah. These creatures called cherubim, hallelujah, they're like governors, amen? They dictate portions of time, amen? And what happens is that once you're within that time, they have governance over, amen? Everything that happens in that space of time, they dictate it. Who knows what I'm saying? Amen? So because of that, they have angels underneath them to enforce their authority. Does that make sense? In fact, the way they function, the way cherubims function in the midst of their angels, all of their angels function almost like clones of them. Like who's ever seen, who's watched a movie The Matrix before? Anyone seen that movie? When Agent Smith needs to show up somewhere, he just manifests through anyone in the city. That's how Satan manifests. In the cluster of all of the demons, you will see him most clearly. But he can pick any one of them right and talk to you through them does that make sense that's one cherubim oh do you know how many cherubim that God has Bible Bible said that he who dwells in the midst of the cherubim shine forth God dwells the Bible says that God dwells in thick darkness that phrase for thick darkness there is because of the crowd how how Jamly packed together they are. Amen? You know, if, if you're in the midst of many, many people, you can't see people further away. So because of that, because there's so many of them, they form like what? A barricade surrounding God. And because they can't fly, they completely surround him. They're like electrons whizzing around a, a nucleus in an atom. So because of that, the Bible says that God dwells in a thick what? Darkness. Why? God is surrounded by cherubim. Many of them Many governors dictating how time functions. Is everyone listening? In the midst of all of that, God is in the center. Let me ask you, beloved. (laughs) The person that all of them are whizzing around. (laughs) What do you think happens in his mind? Is everyone listening? What do you think that God is thinking about? Give me Psalms 139. (laughs) Very romantic way to answer that question. Amen. (laughs) Psalms 139, Psalms 139. Give me from verse um, 17. Hallelujah. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they will be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's many other, other verses that we can look at. There's one that says that, um, okay, this is one of them. Yes, it actually says that more than sand, of the, you know, sand on the seashore. Amen? There's other verses that speak about how all of God's thoughts about us are compiled in his book. There's another verse in Jeremiah 29:11 that says that all of God's thoughts are thoughts of good and not of evil. Concerning our future. Amen? About the hope that he has for us. God's plans for our lives. That is what, Amen, preoccupies the mind of God, Amen. But the you that God is obsessed with, according to the scripture here, Amen, is not the you that is um, playing video games on this phone. Who no. knows what I'm saying? It is the you that has his spirit inside of him. Who knows what I'm saying? It is the you that has his mind. Who knows what I'm saying? It is the you that has his heart. Is everyone listening? No, God is concerned about you. Concerning, being concerned about you is, not an, is, not a, is a trivial task for God because of how sophisticated his mind is. Amen? How many of you know that God is able to relate with every single creature at every point in time right now? So from the beginning of time to the end of time, every creature that existed or will exist he can commune with them right now is everyone listening so as far as thinking about your life is concerned that's not a difficult feat for God amen so that's what I'm talking about no God's obsession as in with his mind give me Jeremiah 29 11. Jeremiah 29 11. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 we'll read that scripture amen because when the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ what exactly are they talking about Is it the mind of, we give you all the glory, as in just singing songs? In our minds, we think that heaven is is like this very, very bright cathedral, right? And then they're singing, what, classic Italian hymns. Uh Aha, amen? And then there's angels like flying around and people are on clouds, playing harps. Then maybe one angel comes with a trumpet. Kai, that's new. Dun, 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 dun. It's time to praise again. Let's go. Amen? And then we sing another song again. And we, we think that that is, we've successfully captured, amen, what culture looks like in heaven. We've successfully captured the limits, the outer, the boundaries of what takes place in the heavenlies. It is what? Singing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know that when I describe Satan, amen, as one cherubim, do you know that every single effort of humanity right now, amen, his influence has projected all of, those all of those objectives to humanity? How many of you know that? All the different career choices in life. I want to be a doctor. I want to be an engineer. Satan created problems for humanity, and he created solutions for those, for the, for those problems. Now, all of these problems and solutions that he got, It's just the solutions. You know, I like the... I actually a perfect picture. Like, this man, Fauci, how they created COVID and they gave the the vaccine. (laughs) And both of them are killing people. (laughs) Hallelujah. Both the vaccine and the disease. (laughs) Hallelujah. Please, though, Mark Zuckerberg, I'm sorry. (laughs) I forgot we're live on. Anyway, he's already exposed. He's exposed them already. He said that. Anyway, let me keep going. So when you look at all the different career options in life amen all of the career choices we have now even up until the end of this age amen all of them oh amen they have nothing to do with the career choices in god do you not know god has career choices as well god has things that he wants solved how many of you know that why did he give you a mind why did he give you reasoning fac- faculties we think is to solve the problem that Satan has caused. <laughs> the Bible says that in the ages to come, amen, the endless riches of the grace of God will be unpacked from the inside of us. Is everyone listening? There are there is going to be need, amen, for people with the wisdom of God. Amen. Different spectra of God's wisdom that can offer unique insights. Amen into bringing forth solutions. Not to Satan's problems. By that time, Satan will have been long gone. We have bigger fish to fry. How many of you know that Satan is one angel, one cherubim? And I said before that God is surrounded by many of them, right? Now, if you have been called to, to, amen, to drink from the well of God, amen, if you have the mind of the one in the middle of that, is everyone listening? That crowd of people, what kind of mind do you have? Is everyone listening? If you have that kind of mind, what kind of solutions should be coming forth from that mind? Is everyone listening? What kind of dreams? What kind of aspirations? Is everyone listening? Everyone say, I already have it. It is inside of me. Because the Holy Spirit is inside of me. So because of the indwelling of the spirits of God, I have access to that divine intelligence. I have access, amen, to that divine fountain of inspiration. I need inspiration. I can tap into God's inspiration. Do you know how creative God is? Just go on Animal Planets. Go on the History Channel. Go on. Is everyone listening? Go on Discovery Channel. I don't know if that I don't know if Discovery Channel still exists. But you will see creatures underwater that will scare you. You know when, when we say things are scary, just because they're strange to us, right? You will see God's creativity. In ways that are scary. There's fish that they have lights on their head. Amen. There's creatures that, because there is no light where they live, they use sound. They have radar for eyes. They have sonar for eyes. Sorry. Is everyone listening? <laughs> There's so many kinds of dogs. Each species, they have unique, amen, instincts and nuances. And every single one in that species, they have a unique personality. Because I've been exposed to animals so, many time, so much recently, and because of Instagram, you know, on Instagram, there's all these funny videos of cats and dogs and parrots and all these things. So I get to see different birds res- respond differently to the same event. I just go, ah, do each of these birds they have their own personalities? Do you know what's interesting? <laughs> Does that mean that maybe all the ants in the world, all the cockroaches, all the flies, they also have personalities also. But because we're not able to interact with them the way we ter- interact with parrots, we can't tell. That's what I'm saying. Now God is communing with all of these creatures at the same time. Is everyone listening? What, someone say, what kind of mind is this? Someone say, what kind of mind is this? This is the mind inside of us. Is everyone listening? Now here is the important thing. Hallelujah. How do we access this mind? Hallelujah. I want to take a prayer pause real quick. Amen. Just shut your eyes. I want you to just visualize. Amen. Visualize with me. Amen. Amen. Almighty God in the cluster of all of these cherubs. Just see all of them whizzing around God at high speeds. Amen. And they're, 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 they're exclaiming. Amen. How holy the Lord is. Holy is, is like, um, you're saying it is too much. I don't have words to describe what I am seeing. It is better than what I expected. That's what holy means. So they've been blown away by God's brilliance, by God's excellence, by God's majesty. Consistently blown away. That's why they frolic towards him. They're all whizzing around him. I know they find God admirable. Do you know how I know? Lucifer, he said something. I want to be like the most high. So every single one of these creatures wants to look at God. They find God beautiful. They find God more advanced, more sophisticated. They find God to be more developed. Every one of them, even the one that turned away from God, his sole purpose in life, can I rise up and be like this person? So even Satan's hatred of God, Satan's failure, it it is still seen as admiration towards God. So we're seeing how great our God is. We're seeing how awesome the Lord is. We're seeing how incredible he is. We'll visualize using our minds. Don't, don't be passive. Exercise your heart. Give your heart to this exercise. I know what I'm doing. Give your heart to this exercise. Give yourself to this exercise intentionally. If you're tired, you can stand up. But give yourself, allow your mind to comprehend imagine with me how great how great this is actually how you worship God you contemplate on God you engage the Lord actively and you allow your reasoning faculties to function actively don't just be dull on mind no no interact with what you're seeing with your heart inspect look around be very observant capture details ask properly questions be inquisitive what kind of being is this and allow your heart to respond in awe we worship you Jesus in the midst of the living creatures in the midst of the elders in the midst of the ten thousands of the ten thousands of the thousands of thousands, in the midst, there stands Jesus Christ, the center of all of heaven's activities, the zenith of God's civilization. There stands Jesus Christ. And you're seeing him glowing with the light of the Spirit of God. You're seeing him shining with the brilliance of God's glory. And he's telling you, he's telling you that the same life force, the same Spirit, The same mind, the same will, the same reasoning faculties, the same emotions, the same imagination. He has given them all to you. I want us to thank the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me your emotions. If you're someone that your emotions are turbulent, you can draw from the emotions of God. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me your emotions. Thank you, Jesus. If you're someone you're dealing with a polluted mind, you can thank Jesus for his mind. And when you see something that is contrary, you can rebuke that thing. This is not inside of God's mind. Get out. Get out. Get out. I have the mind of Christ. I did not receive the spirit of this world. I received the spirits which is of God. That I might know the things that have been freely given to me by God. And so I would only interact with the thoughts of God. If you're having struggles in school, Exercise that reasoning faculty. Exercise yourself in acknowledging that the intelligence of God is resident inside of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we say thank you. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your mind. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for your consciousness. We get to share consciousness with God. We get to do life with God. We get to think like God. We get to experience life the exact way that God experiences life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We can sit up. If you have a friend who's um, asleep, just help me tap, tap them to help them come out from that encounter that is so gripping. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have this incredible gift given to us, right? Of the Holy Spirit. Because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we have access to the soul of God. Access to the heart of God. Access to the mind of God. Access to the emotions of God. So the question is, how do we access? So how do I access this thing? So I want to say, how do I access this thing? Give me 1 Corinthians 2. It's his call being, everyone say spiritually minded. Let's start now from verse, 1 Corinthians 2 from verse 14. 1 Corinthians 2 from verse 14. Yes. Hallelujah. Remember the diagram I've been showing? shows all of the faculties amen of the inner man hallelujah showing the gateways of the heart the thrones of the soul amen these faculties these spiritual senses amen hallelujah what happens that over time because of prolonged exposure to death something happened to all of these faculties amen they have been mapped hallelujah to darkness amen so because of that The light of God is shining in front of your face, but it's like you have a veil in front of your face. Is everyone listening? Because you're looking at something else. Hallelujah. Is everyone listening? For this reason, we have to go about the process of intentionally exposing ourselves to the light in our spirit, man. Is everyone listening? You have to take whatever faculty it is and bring it. A good way of explaining this is, let's say you're washing clothes, amen. Who's ever had a time when you had a stain, one of your clothes, amen? But when you took off, let's say you're wearing two shirts like this, okay? And you take them both off and you have a stain somewhere, but then you take them off, and so part of this is wrapped up inside of this one, right? So because of that, when you put them into put them into the water and you do like a quick scrubby, scrubby, you don't really get all the spots, right? You have to take time out, amen. And what? intentionally apply what force right to specific spots right making sure that you even poured it on some spots you pour extra detergent right expose it all right to that force to that cleaning agent over a prolonged period of time onto what that thing breaks free good evening auntie good to see you. <laughs> hallelujah the same thing with your heart the same thing with your soul the same thing with your mind is everyone listening that process of scrubbing, amen, is called being spiritually minded. The natural man does not receive the things of the spirits of God, for they are foolishness to him. So there's, there's places that we find the things of God uninteresting, boring, amen? Those are the places that we see God's wisdom as foolishness. Is everyone listening? It's not that you don't want God, but you're like, ah, I could be doing something else. So in your mind, it's like when someone is talk- let's say someone came to you now, I start talking to you about. Um, let's say I, I see you guys now. Everyone is here now. I start talking to you about how to design the best pillow. Okay, I tell you the kind of feathers you need to use. I tell you, unless you're inter- you're having a bad night's rest. Let's say I have a five-hour t- <laughs> teaching on how to get the best pillow. Would you be very interested in that? Who would you be interested in raise your hand? No one, right? But let's say you are the president of Malka. You know Malka, they make mattresses. Or let's say you're an investor in that place. As I'm talking to you, there's a way your ears will perk up, right? And there's a way you give me your attention. Why? That thing you're saying, it is good for me. Is everyone listening? It's no longer foolishness any longer, right? I now have a lot of interest in what you're saying. Is everyone listening? So I'll invest my time in you. I'm going to give value to your words because it's not foolishness to me. Does all this make sense? That's what Paul is talking about here. The natural man does not receive the things of the spirits of God for they are foolishness to him. As God is talking, ah, God. there's a better way to do this thing. Nor can he know them because they are what? Spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged by no one. Everyone say spiritual. 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 This is a major goal for all believers. Everyone say spirituality. Spirituality here speaks about learning how to bring all of these thrones of our souls, amen, under the influence of of the Spirit of God. What did I say? Hallelujah. Spirituality is learning how to bring all of these thrones of our souls under the influence of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. When you have sub- successfully subdued every single one of these faculties, hallelujah, hallelujah, you answer something called the, everyone say the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Now, I'll explain what I mean by that in a second, but uh, Michael, can you quickly play that video? Hallelujah. Transition to camera one, and we can go from there.
1: were imparted into me back in those years in a very supernatural way. And so here is my experience. On a certain day, an angel came and took me right up out of my body. I was as conscious as I am sitting right here, more so in fact, because there your, uh, your senses are keenly aware. And I was taken into what looked like space. It just looked like the, the initially the emptiness of space, But you could tell there was no time or distance. And I looked, it was vast, just vast, no end in sight to where I was. And the angel was to my right. And somehow my attention was drawn above me and I looked up. And I could see what initially looked like just a, a white dot in the distant space, like an orb of light. And in a moment of time, before you could even think, I was from where I was to where the light was. And instead of it being a single light, I discovered that it was a oval-shaped conglomeration of thrones of light. Thrones of light. Each throne was oval-shaped orbs of light. Maybe if I were to put it in terms of You know, something we could understand. Each throne maybe was 10 feet wide and 5 feet deep. But it was an orb of light. It wasn't a throne like you would imagine on planet Earth. And the angel took me to the very first throne. And by the way, they were in an oval shape. They were in a, not a perfect circle, but something of an oval shape. And there was some distance between each one. And I estimated about 18 thrones. I can't say with a certainty how many there were. But I feel like there were 18 thrones. Different thrones that were in this circle of thrones. The angel took me to the first throne, and there, standing on the throne like a soldier standing at a post of duty, very serious, very military like appearance, standing there sternly like he was occupying that throne with absolute authority. He wasn't going to waver to the right or to the left and so forth. It was a very stern, serious, Look of this angel, about seven feet tall, standing there. Then the angel to my right took me to the next one, which was some several feet away. In the same, same appearance, an angel was standing there, same countenance as the one on the prior throne. Very serious. I could tell he was occupying this throne, this realm of dominion. Then I was taken to the third, and that's when I began to get the revelation. Because on this third orb of light, this throne of light, was a hideous looking creature. You know, you try to find words to describe something like that. He had something of a lion-like appearance, something that looked almost like a Tasmanian devil, a very big head, a big mouth, full of teeth, but was sitting like a lion sits when he's crouched, you know. And he is usurping this throne. I knew that when I looked at him. I knew this was an evil, hideous putrid spirit that was occupying something that was not intended for him to occupy. And the angel to my right handed me this big implement. That's the best word I had. It was like something you would see being used in the temple when they poured water on the altar and that sort of thing. And he handed this to me and I began to pour the water on this creature. And when, I, when the first water hit him, he reached out with his paw and lashed right through my chest. I was expecting my chest to be ripped to shreds. And I looked down at myself and I was okay. So I just kept pouring the water and the more I did, the more he screamed and yelled and, and thrived around and what have you. But I just kept pouring the water and he got smaller and smaller and smaller until he vanished and the moment he vanished, the angel of the Lord appeared. There was a changing of the guard on that particular throne. And when that happened, I looked around at the other remaining thrones, and I could see several of them had the angels of the Lord standing there. Others were occupied by this hideous creature. Then I was told, these are the thrones of your soul. And I kind of think I was looking at my own soul. I don't know that for certainty. I kind of feel that way. That and, and this is what I was told. This was the instruction that I was given, that... In every department of my existence, I have to remember the soul is the mind, the will, the emotions, the conscience, and the imagination. Our spirit is redeemed. But our soul is also a part of us. Paul said, 1 Thessalonians 5:23, that you may all be fully sanctified, spirit, soul, and body. So there is a sanctification of the soul. Our spirit is redeemed. We're born again of the spirit. We have the seed of God put inside of us. But immediately when the Holy Spirit comes into our life, He goes to work on our soul because He wants our soul to be fully yielded to the Lordship of Christ. And in every department of my existence, in every arena of my life, that I have yielded the Lordship to Christ, the angel Lord occupied that throne. A throne is defined as a realm of authority, a dominion, And where that angel occupied, he had that dominion. The angel Lord representing the Lord himself had dominion in that department. But if there was any area that was not fully yielded to the Holy Spirit, that throne was occupied by the spirit of this world, that hideous-looking creature. And the way we get him down and the Lord up is by washing of the water of the Word. The Word is what sanctifies our soul. And I knew, I was told, that Adam, when he was created... Every throne of his soul was fully yielded to the lordship of Christ. But because of the fall, David said, In sin did my mother conceive me. We are are born with the fallen nature and there's redemption. That's the whole point of redemption. Restoring us back to the place that we were in before. And that's the process we have been in where the Lord has been identifying the departments of existence in our life that has not yet been fully yielded to him. And for one person it might be one thing, while for someone else it might be another. One person might have no struggles with addictions, but he might have struggles with anger or with something else, whatever the issues may be, jealousies or ambitions, any of those things. There's no room for selfish ambition. There's no room for jealousy. There's no room for anger or addictions or lust or any of those things. And if any part of our life is yielded to that, it has to be fully sanctified by the washing of the water of the Word. And it's sometimes painful. I've been through a few of those experiences. I'll just be honest with you. I remember the first one I went through. I've been through a lot. The first one I went through was years ago.
0: Amen. Does everyone understand? The illustration that he gave. That was a prophetic encounter that he had. Amen. I remember when I first heard this message that there was this x-ray about that time. I think we I think the conference we had was the city of God. That was like two or three years ago. And I'm gonna show us some of these things from the scriptures, amen. Hallelujah. Um, it will shock you. We're gonna start off with a verse of scripture, amen. Hallelujah. Give me Psalms 125 from verse 1. Those who trust in the Lord are like what? Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but abides forever. Now... In modern day, when we read this now, we don't understand what they're saying. Amen. When we even see the phrase Mount Zion, we think about a mountain. Amen. Mount Zion is a term given for the city of God. Amen. So the Bible is saying here that those who trust in the Lord are like what? Mount Zion, the city of God. Amen. Let me read another verse. Give me Luke 17 verse 21. We go through all these verses, and then I'll explain what I meant when I said that when you experience God's victory over all of these faculties, you enter into God's dominion. Because right now you're already in God's dominion, amen. If you're born again, hallelujah. But there is an experience that is reserved only for those, amen, who have yielded, amen, their their soul, yielded their hearts, yielded their emotions yielded themselves so that they live life with the wisdom of God. Is everyone listening? They live life the same way that God lives life. So when things happen to them, they respond the way God responds. Is everyone listening? When they sleep at night, amen, what goes through their mind is the same thing going through God's mind. Nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is wheres where? Is where? Is where? Okay, give me Matthew 5, verse 14. We're going to be running through scriptures, okay? 5, verse 14. The whole point of these scriptures is to establish, amen, that I'm not just the person that you're looking at now. I'm actually, amen, for lack of better words, a conglomeration of communities. Amen? If you look even at your physical body, your physical body is made up of systems, right? Digestive, skeletal, amen immune circulatory right respiratory reproductive amen you have all these systems which themselves are made up of what organs right like your heart like your liver amen like your skin amen which are themselves made up of what tissues amen like you have nerve tissue right muscle tissue right and each tissue amen made up of what cells and all of them work together amen in as a community amen so that when you want to do something the, all of them they are all working in synergy to accomplish that intention is everyone listening so you're finding what thousands of entities working in synchronization to fulfill objectives that your brisk walk amen I'm hungry, let me go and get food. That walk, if you know how much is taking place, neurons firing, right? Blood pumping, muscle tissue, what? Cont- contracting, amen? And then even the skill with which we walk. You know when a baby is walking, there's so m- you can see how much skill it takes, right? Just registering balance alone is such a big deal. Then to be able to now take steps, while remaining balanced, then to now walk briskly. Then, some of us, when you're, a teenage, you're in your teenage years, you can't just walk from point A to point B. You have to do this <laughs> because you have to let everyone know that so, so, something is happening. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see how developed we can't. God save us from ourselves. Amen. Hallelujah! You are what? A what? Cannot be hidden. So who am I? I'm light. Now I function as light, not just as one, but as a community. Right? Who understands what I'm saying? So there's different parts. Cities have what? They have you know different facets of society. Right? You have like the police. Amen. You have like the firemen. Amen. Hospitals, amen, you have the judiciary, amen, law enforcement, protection, soldiers, military, all that stuff, amen, different arms of government. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give me Ecclesiastes 7 verse 19. I'm trying to go through verses that would help paint this picture more clearly. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 19. Wisdom strengthens the wise one more than 10 rulers of the city. Do you see that? So they're showing you, amen, that wisdom is better than 10 kings. So they're comparing the wise person and the city. And at the same time comparing wisdom and 10 rulers. Is everyone listening? So one wise ruler is better than 10 foolish ones. But what are they ruling over? The city. So, the wise man and the city is a subject matter. Can everyone see that? Give me Proverbs 18, verse 19. We're gonna see this language in scripture, okay? Oftentimes, you're going to see themes running from the beginning of the scriptures all the way to the very end. It's when you spend time reading throughout the Bible, okay, time and time again. That's why I love it when I see young people coming to our camps, amen, because many times it means that your parents have taught you or given you some kind of exposure to the scriptures. And so you know all these Bible stories, right? You've read the Bible before. You've been exposed to many of these things, all right? All of those things, and not just so you can sing them in Sunday school, amen. The actual purpose of all of these things is so that when you read the Bible, amen, you have a more a stronger grasp, amen, of what God is trying to say because of early exposure. Just like the baby, when the baby is born, and then the life force of death is instructing that baby's soul, teaching it how to experience life, the hope of being exposed to the things of God as a young age, is so that what? God will have a say in how you experience life. Does that make sense? So that your learning process will not be completely temp, you know, um, 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 frustrated. There will still be little slits here that God can work through. Um, Paul said like this to Timothy, that since you were young, you've known the, um, the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. You look a lot like a friend of mine. I was staring at you when you first came in. What's your name? Huh? Jerry. Jerry. How do you spell it? J-E-L-E. J-R-E. Okay, Jerry. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Nice to meet you, Jerry. Awesome. You look like um, a friend of mine called Nando's. (laughs) Williamson, that's the name, but we call him Nando's. (laughs) His name is not Nando's. Nando's is the name of a place people get food. Okay. (laughs) Um, Give me Proverbs 16 from verse... Oh, yeah. No, no. Stay here. stay, Stay here. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Can you see this? So there is a little bit stronger imagery at work here, right? Can y'all see this? Give me Proverbs 16, verse 32. Proverbs 16, 32. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. So the Bible is showing you here that The ability to have control over your heart, amen, which is gotten by exercise, amen? How many of you know that you don't just automatically learn how to control yourself? You exercise yourself in that, right? Amen? So the person who has exercised himself in controlling his heart is more powerful than the person that's exercising his his physical body. That's what the Bible is saying here. Can you see that? So they're showing you exercise in two places. One in the physical body, right? And the other one where? On the inside, Right? in the soul in the inner man amen and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city that word therefore, spirit amen actually means your soul amen it doesn't mean your spirit really amen so he who rules what the word spirit used in the bible many times in the old testament is speaking about like the atmospheric condition of your soul so like when someone has who's ever heard this phrase before that's a sportsman spirit amen the spirit of sportsmanship It's not an actual spirit of, amen? There's no spirit that appears to you with a tennis racket. I'm going to teach you. That's not what's happening, amen? It means that this person, sorry? Passion for sports, or the person is also a good team player, right? That's good sportsmanship. That's that's good sportsman spirit, amen? They're talking about the way your soul is configured, right? As as though a spirit had ministered that thing to you. Does that make sense? So that's what they're talking about here. He who rules his heart than he who takes what? A city. Are you seeing that military conquest over a city? And the conquest of God's word on the heart are being compared here. And they're saying that if you can conquer this one, you're a greater person. Is everyone listening? I can't remember which man got I think it was um, this dude, uh, Martin Luther. That he was saying, I wanted to change the world. But I realized that it was so, it was so difficult. Until I went home and loved my wife. (laughs) And what he was saying was that the world seems, if you can genuinely love people, that is greater than your attempt to change the world. Who knows what I'm saying? Or a better way of saying is that the way you can change the world is by loving people. Is everyone listening? Wouldn't it be sad if you're trying to change the world, but then the world you're hitting everyone that is? around you is a sign of weakness, right? You know, when um, this movie, Man of Steel, who's ever watched Man of Steel before, a Superman movie? It came out a few years ago. Um, when I first watched the movie, I saw him. Some people were, they were bullying him. I said bullying him of quotes because he could have killed them easily, right? Because he's Superman. But what happened was that the boy was, he couldn't control his emotions. So this is when I first caught fire for God. I was teaching me some of these things. And I was looking at him. I said, uh uh-uh, You're a superhero. But you can't control your anger. Can you see the funniness there? In the movie, what is exalted? Superhuman strength on the outside. But then on the inside, the guy is as weak as any human being. So if you slap him, he won't start crying. It's not the, the same thing as what the average person does. How are you better than... The only difference is that when you get angry, you have a bigger stick to hit someone with. That's the only difference. Who you knows what I'm saying? There's nothing different about you per se. Is everyone get what I'm saying? It's like when you look at the gods of some of these, other, of these myths, all these um, Greek gods and Roman gods that are sleeping around, fighting each other and all these different things. If you look at them, you're just seeing human beings. In fact, you're seeing babies. Who's ever seen, you know, who here knows Zeus? The Greek god Zeus. That's what they, a, a grown man wearing pampers. That's what that guy is, right? They can't control themselves. You see any small thing, I will smite you, I, I mean smite God is not like that. You see God, his enemies are insulting him, and God is looking at them. I love you so much. That's, it takes power. Is everyone listening? To be able to do that, it takes a different kind of wisdom. Anyone, any dog, you kick a dog, even before you are as you're approaching the your dog, it's giving you a warning. You get you know what I'm saying? But you see God, Jesus, they are slapping him, spitting on him, prophesying. He's seen that as they are coming, he's seen them coming. Precognition. He has recognition. Is everyone listening? He saw how he was going to die. If you check the scripture very carefully, the Bible says, I, I gave my back to those that plucked my beard. When they were whipping Jesus, he intentionally knew how, to, how he was meant to be sculpted by, at the whipping post. He knew where the stripes were meant to be. And so he made sure that the person that was administering those stripes, amen, he made sure they struck him in a specific way. Is everyone listening? Now, he did that for you. That sometimes you feel like break <laughs> understand who understands what I'm saying. So you can tell that God's God's love is not weak. Is everyone listening? God's love is not weak. It is what? Strong. Formidable. Is everyone listening? He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. So when we're talking about God's might in the scripture, it's not about God being thunder and lightning or whatever. It's what? God's inner working. Is everyone listening? The depths of God. To respond with the wisdom that God responds with. Again, to experience life the way God's been. Of course, if, you, if you're acting like God, there will be signs and wonders following you. Is everyone listening? I'm not talking about you. I, I'm, not, I'm talking about Jesus and they were slapping and punching him. You know they didn't slap and punch Jesus Christ every day. In fact, if you tried slapping and punching Jesus Christ before God of Gethsemane, you'd have been very unsuccessful. How many of you know that? Some people they tried to throw him off a cliff. As they were trying to throw him off, they discovered that he was nowhere to be found. He walked right through them. Amen. There was one time there was a crowd about him. Let's kill him now. All oh, the Bible says they hid himself in the temple. How how did he hide? He was surrounded by people. How did he hide himself in? Did he did he climb on top of the Never <laughs> <laughs> you read your Bible? He entered through the wall into the temple. Similar listening. I thought I was my <laughs> Hallelujah. Welcome, sir. Give me... Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to see what this city looks like. Remember that vision that he saw? Do you see the similarity between that outer space encounter that he had and the different thrones of light? Have you seen the reason why I picked this imagery for this graphic, this illustration here? Amen. Even though I, his image was that it was a constellation that from afar off looked like one bright star, but when you got close, it revealed its architecture. Amen? But what I wanted to show here was kind of like um, when you're on the outer rim, like within orbit of, of the planet, then you are in the region of you know, the, outer, the shallow levels of consciousness. But the deeper you get, the closer you get to the core, to the, sub, to the, to the surface of the earth, the deeper you're getting into the person's consciousness, right? When you enter into the atmosphere, you're in the subconscious. Once you hit the ground running, subconscious, unconsciousness, sorry. Hallelujah. Everyone understand? Okay. This imagery in the vision that he had, he saw angels standing at every one of these thrones on top of them, all of them representing operations of the spirit of God. Is everyone listening? What does this mean? That you can have what? Angels of God. wear, In your emotions. Someone say, my own emotions. Someone say, it. say my own emotions. Jesus. <laughs> Who's ever seen in movies where a witch is laughing? <laughs> Who's ever seen those before? Or bad guys, when they have a plan, they just begin to laugh. <laughs> okay? Now, I know in cartoons, they make it seem like it's funny. Amen. Do you know that that thing is actually an art form, a a priestly ritual, where someone contemplates something and intentionally finds delight and is responding to the spirit that gave them that thing? It's like, huh? Yeah, like like a Joker, yes. Who's ever heard about Joker before? The Batman enemy, okay? What's happening when they're laughing, they are stirring up that gave them that wisdom. Is everyone listening? It's not, you know, uh, when we're doing it, we're mocking them. <laughs> That's not how they're laughing. You know? Their own laughing is from intoxication. Is everyone listening? Just who's ever heard about holy laughter before? Laughing by the Spirit of God. When the Holy Ghost hits you, and then you find yourself filled with joy. Amen? Is there any reason why you're laughing, per se, besides the Spirit of God? No. Maybe you see something, from, oh, look, ah, he's wearing red. <laughs> and you start laughing. It's not, hit, not, not the red shirt you're laughing at. It's the Spirit of God you're responding to. Is everyone listening? There is an intensity that this thing gets to where your emotions can trigger the release of these spirits. Is anyone listening? I remember once I heard about Baba Deboe that um, there were some um, people that were sent to um, attack him. Um, The one that's basically like um, the Lord gave him a warning people are coming for you, prepare yourself. There's an attack coming today. And this was right after he finished like uh, an extensive retreat. So he. Usually he goes on these extensive prayer retreats for a very, very long period of time. And usually whenever you go on such things like that or whatever, you find that there's a lot of traffic, amen, around your, your heart and your soul. And so what happened was, um, this is around the time when he was learning how to control God's power. Everyone say control God's power. And by what I mean by that is basically how to um, administer it, amen? You see, these faculties here, your will, your imagination, your desire, your memory, your intellect, or whatever, they are not just input devices, Which you receive amen instruction on how to fortify your life. There are also places of expression. Is everyone listening? I can share, let me share something with you. Um, yes, I'll share something. Do you know that who's ever had that? Who's ever heard about people that have this experience where they're sleeping at night and an evil spirit comes and starts choking them in their sleep, pressing them in their sleep? And they can't breathe, they won't say Jesus, but they can't say amen. Hallelujah. Now, Many people don't understand that the belief system, amen, which is that when you mention Jesus' name, what happens? Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, right? They don't realize that Jesus' name is not just meant to be said with your physical mouth. You can't say Jesus' his name with any of, your, any of your faculties here. In fact, uh-uh, truth-sayer, how are you doing? <laughs> you can say Jesus' name with your imagination. Is everyone listening? You can call upon the name of the Lord with your desire. Is everyone listening? You can call upon the name of the Lord with your memories. Is everyone listening? With your intellect. Is everyone listening? With your emotions, with your will. Who's ever seen in, is it Dragon Ball Z? When they get very angry, then what happens? Bah! You see all this power explode around them. You know what's happening? Through that faculty, what happens? Power flows out from there. Is everyone listening? And that influence sitting upon their hearts flows out from that place. Is everyone listening? Or let me say it the way the Bible says it. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly. That belly means your innermost being. Speaking about your subconscious. Out of your subconscious will flow what? Rivers of life. Is everyone listening? So for them it's, you know, in the cartoons. <laughs> because you don't see people like that every day, man. <laughs> in the cartoons, you see them, they begin to fly, they begin to glow in the dark. For us, what comes kind out of us is what? Life. Is everyone listening? Do you know that when they are pressing you, you don't have to shout Jesus' name. You can actually just think the name of Jesus. I know what I'm saying now. Let me say something, okay? Hallelujah. I'll share something that I'll explain what I'm saying here, Okay. There was um during one of these camps, um, we have sometimes we have like a few people that um they're struggling or dealing with something. Maybe there's a demonic entity that's sitting over them in a specific way. Amen. I know someone that um when this situation took place, one of the campers was basically there, they had been arrested, maybe taken captive by this evil spirit, and um it was getting a little too awkward, leaving the person in the room. So we to take this person to one of the other rooms there, okay? Now this um, person, this um, person here, whatever, um, wanted to begin to, you know, do no traditional, come out, stop beating, fighting with evil spirits. But the other person said this, you know what, let's not go about it this way. Let's do something very interesting. You know what the other person did? person just sat down and began to imagine Amen? The throne room of heaven. And while engaging the throne room of heaven, the person saw a lightning bolt in the person's mind, though, flow out from heaven and strike that person. As soon as the bolt struck that person, the demonic influence left. That was the name of Jesus. How many of you knew that? Is everyone listening? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if your heart is full of something, what happens? It will come out of you. It doesn't have to be said audibly. Is everyone listening? And I can show this to you from the scriptures. Amen? Give me, I think it's in Hebrews. um, Hebrews 11 from verse 14. Hebrews 11 from verse 13. Hebrews 11 from verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises. Jesus, time. What? <laughs> I just now have seen the time go. <laughs> oh God, have I even started? Having received the promises. But well, having seen them afar off, they were assured of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. When the Bible said that they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth, it wasn't that they said, I'm a stranger and a pilgrim on this earth. Amen. That's not literally what happened. What happened is that they made decisions. Is everyone listening? They structured their lives. Amen? Because of what they saw. And because of those decisions, anyone that saw them would, uh, aren't you going to build house? Don't you have plans for the future? The Bible is saying here, having seen them afar off, they were assured of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Now here's what the Bible says. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. The Bible said that they said something. No one was saying anything. Was Abraham walking around saying, I'm seeking a homeland. I'm seeking a homeland. You never see that. You never see the scriptures talk about that ever. Is everyone listening? The Bible never says that Abraham, you never see in the book of Genesis. Where Abraham said, I'm looking for a city. But in the book of Hebrews, it says that Abraham was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Who is that city? He wanted to become. All the verses that we read, right? You are the city, right? You are the light of the world. The city on the hill. He was looking, amen, for the city whose builder and maker is God. He wanted to become like the light he was seeing. Is everyone listening? Does that that make sense? So, because he wanted to become like that, he began to structure his life. Is anyone listening? Because of what he was seeing. The Bible says that when you're doing this, you are declaring plainly, you are speaking clearly. More clear than when you talk with your mouth. You know, it can be saying, you can even put it on your Instagram, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus I, am, I am this, I am this. In fact, what I've seen nowadays is that the scariest face, um, Instagram profiles to ever visit are the ones that have a Bible verse in the bio. Because once you see that Bible verse, just scroll very gently. Before you see something now, you have to wash your eyes from. Someone will say, God first. As you're scrolling, you will see, not, you will see God first. I didn't say Satan. to say Satan. Like someone says Satan. <laughs> Amen. And they said God first. You're wondering, which God? And which first? Is it? <laughs> you know the first shall be the last. Is that what? <laughs> Hallelujah. So it's not about what you're saying with your mouth. Is everyone listening? So you can declare whenever if you're someone that you you, you experience that way frequently or whatever, take these words to heart. Amen. Before you go to bed, engage the scriptures actively and practice it. Look forward to when they'll come and impress you. Is everyone listening? So that when they come and press you, you now practice it also and see what will happen. Is everyone listening? Oh, how many of you know that when you these things are not month, it's not for teaching, it's not for talking. Is everyone listening? They are for what everyone say practice. Practice. Like I spoke now about someone that cast out a demon with the person's imagination. You should go and do what's with that. Practice also. If you have someone in your school, in your class, that you can tell is demon-possessed, begin to engage the throne room of God. Is everyone listening? And while engaging, amen, while interacting actively, we did that, you know, we just excised ourselves in that just now, right? When we saw God surrounded by the cherubim, Right? You can do that in your own private time. Spend time in the scriptures. Allow the scriptures to inform the pictures in your mind. Let me get that diagram back up, okay? Let the scriptures inform your imagination, inform your desire, inform your intellect, inform your emotions, inform your memories, inform your will. When you're finding all of your faculties being arrested by God's word, then you now yield your members to the scriptures. What's going to be happening to you? Is everyone listening? That thing that Pocky Davis saw, right? where they were pouring water. You know what water is? Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Let me round this up. Ephesians 5. Let's start from verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. With the what? By the word. Jesus Christ said, he that believes on me, out of his belly shall flow what? Maybe we should read that verse so we can see what water is. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Give me John 7 from verse 37. From verse 38, let's start from verse 38. It makes it so much simpler. John 7, Jesus said, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his, oh, look, belly, heart. It says it right there, right? It's so conscious. Out of his will flow what? Let's read the next verse. What does it say? Once again, one, three, go. But this he spoke concerning the spirit. So what is the water? The spirit. So the washing of water by the word is actually the spirit coming out from the scriptures. Is everyone listening? Is everyone listening? Hmm. So when they were pouring water on each of those faculties, what was being poured there? The spirit of God. The influence of the everyone say the spirit of God. The influence of the spirits of God. Now, I'm going to show us a, basically what Pocky Davis saw, amen, from the book of Revelations. Give me Revelations chapter 21. I'm going to be jumping through these scriptures, okay? Let's start from verse 2. So we know how we just read, husband, love your wife, amen, as Christ loves the church, amen? Yes, and he may sanctify her, amen? So that means that we are the bride of Christ, right? I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a, as a, as a, adorned for her husband. Amen. Who is the bride? We are, right? Who is the husband? Jesus, right? So what we're going to look at now is the bride of Christ, or you. Not a building, but who? Who? Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the ending. And it keeps on going. Next page, he goes on to those who are going to be judged because they rejected the life of God. Then verse 9. Then one of the seven angels who had seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked to me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit, sorry, next page, to an exceedingly high mountain. Yes. To a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Who is this? Us, right? Not a building. Amen? Amen. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. She had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates. What did it say there? 12 angels at the gates. So these right there, amen, they correspond to what? This picture here. Yes. Is everyone listening? The gateways of the heart, the thrones of your soul. Is everyone listening? each of these gates there's meant to be angels of God standing there. Remember we just read that? Can we go back to that verse again? She had a great and high wall with 12 gates and what? 12 angels at the gates and names written on them which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Hallelujah. You know the Bible is showing us here what our souls are meant to look like. This is the heart that has been subdued by the water of the word, by the, the heart that has believed Jesus. For he that believes on him, out of his belly shall what? Flow rivers of living water. And as you believe in the scripture, believe in God's word, there is a flow from your heart. Amen. And it's what? It purges out, amen, all of the dark influences. Is everyone listening? Specifically, it purges out worldliness. What did I say? It purges out what? The wisdom of this world. That's the way that we experience life. Is everyone listening? Remember how what we described in the beginning? That way the child has learned to experience life. That's the way that seems right to that person. The way we overcome that thing amen is by the spirit of god amen projecting who we are in christ jesus upon our hearts is everyone listening and this happens when we believe in god's word hallelujah thank you jesus i'm going to read one more passage of scripture then we'll end amen let's jump now to verse 23 oh no that's sorry verse 22 from verse 22 22 sorry from verse 22 I saw no temple in it so when they looked inside of your soul they didn't see any temple inside of you but we know what they said here for what the Lord God almighty and the lamb are what it's temple so inside of you is who God inside of you is who Jesus is everyone listening? Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it. What does this mean? This person doesn't need the things that are happening outside. You don't care about what's happening outside. Is everyone listening? You, don't, you have no fear of missing out. You don't care about what's happening on Instagram or on TikTok. Is everyone listening? Those things are not, you don't care what Beyonce is doing or what, I don't know who the new people are. What Burnout Boy is doing. Amen. Those things are not moving you. You have no need of them. They are now foolishness to you. Is everyone listening? Everyone else, they need to know what's happening, what is trending now. But you, what's happening to you? You have no need of those things. Is everyone listening? For the glory of God. Everyone say the glory of God. The glory of God is what illuminates you. Your obsession is what? With the glory of God. Is everyone listening? The nations of the tribes, those who were saved shall walk in its light. The kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. So when you look, as more you look like Jesus, the more um, the people of this world will honor you. Amen? It's Now here's the part I want to get to, okay? Let's read verse 25. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. Amen? Now verse 26 says this. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. I want to suggest... Give me from verse 25 down. I think that's the end of the, that's the end of the scripture, this passage. Uh-huh. Now, verse 27 says this. But there shall by no means, everyone say by no means, enter it anything that defiles. Do you see that? Or causes an abomination or a lie. Is everyone listening? the so Bible is saying here. Remember what we read before, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. They shall not be moved, right? The Bible is now telling us here that those people who trust in the Lord, who are like Mount Zion, they cannot be moved. They're like the city of God, amen? These individuals, nothing abominable can penetrate their gateways. Nothing, nothing that defiles, amen, penetrates their senses, can tamper with the thrones of their souls. But only those things that are written in the book of life. Is everyone listening? So, the only things that will be trafficking, amen, entering into you, tampering with your emotions, tampering with your will, tampering with your desires, the only thing that will be instructing you on how to experience life, is everyone listening? The only thing that will be dictating to you how you ought to live your life would be what? Those things that are written. Is everyone listening? When you hear the book of life, the book of life, amen. I'm going to explain this later, okay? So if you have any questions, just write that down, okay? But the book of life is the transcript of the life of God. It's like the index of the God's of God's life force. All of those things that God's life force wants to bring about in the soul, they are captured in the book of life. Is everyone listening? So the book of life has in granular detail, amen. It explains or describes fully who God is. Is everyone listening? Describes fully who God is. The reason why your name is written in the book of life is because you are a member of the body of Christ. Is everyone listening? So if you're a member of the body of Christ, your name is where? In the book of life, right? Now the Bible is saying here, there shall by no means enter inside of you anything that is not written. Is everyone listening? So if you see anything that is contrary to what is written, you should shut your gates towards it. Is everyone listening? Is everyone listening? Let's stand. Someone's calling me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to pray in the Holy Spirit. he that believes in me as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He that believes in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Those rivers, that flowing river is the stream of the Spirit of God. Christ inside of you God's life inside of you wants to come out wants to be seen outside in the way you relate with people the decisions that you make I want you to right now acknowledge the indwelling of the spirit of God say I have the spirit of God in me I have the Spirit of God in me. I have the Spirit of God in me. I do not have the Spirit of this world in me. I reject the Spirit of this world. The Spirit of this world is an abomination. The Spirit of this world defiles. The Spirit of this world tells lies. And I reject it. the name of jesus but the spirit that is in me is the spirit of the living god is the spirit of the living god we're not just talking to ourselves amen we are actually engaging our faculties we are engaging hallelujah we are engaging these thrones we are engaging these And right now you are instructing them this is how I want to live my life this is how I want to live my life I want to live I want to declare plainly like Abraham said I want to live my life the way Isaac did I want to live my life like Jacob do you know what they did they began to make decisions they began to make choices restructuring their life because they wanted a city they looked for a city they pursued they hoped for a city whose builder and maker is God they wanted their souls to look a specific way they wanted their hearts to respond to God in a specific way and this became their obsession child of God I'm asking you today can you accept this now as a decision as a profession the pursuit of the city of God the pursuit of Zion the pursuit of New Jerusalem the Bible describes the people that have this kind of heart as the bride of Christ they are adorned, ready to be married. Many of us were not ready to be married to Jesus yet. We're still clinging on to the things of this world. We still find pleasure in things that are abominable. But as you let go of these abominations, you are preparing yourself as a bride to meet your bridegroom. As you shut your gates. To these abominations you are becoming like mount zion you cannot be shaken you cannot be moved as you let go of worldliness as you deny worldliness and you profess spirituality 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 As you let go of the influence of this world as you let go of the desires of this world and you embrace god's glory you embrace the beauty of jesus clean water is being poured onto you and every dark influence is driven away every false belief system is driven away from your heart and angels of God will begin to ascend and descend upon you upon your gateways upon your spiritual senses upon the thrones of your soul child of God when you laugh angels should be flying out of your mouth When you cry, Heaven should be responding. The things that should bring you joy should be the same things that get God excited. We are meant to share. We are meant to share God's life force. We are meant to share God's mind. We are meant to share God's emotions. But the heart of God is, it must be spiritually discerned. The mind of Christ must be spiritually discerned. Only those who are spiritual, only those who refuse abominations, only those who refuse worldliness will be able to lay hold on it. Child of God, do you want to lay hold on this? Is the city of God something you're looking forward to? This is your invitation this evening Lord Jesus prepare me a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true your spirit is inside of me and I am your temple Lord Jesus let your spirit flood my gates let your spirit flood my senses with light let the spirits of wisdom and revelation Lord Jesus illuminate my senses Can we pray in the Holy Spirit? Shandarabara Kasumbraba Kanda Yana Baroko de Dede Branda Dadabashta. Shandada Barakandiana Barroco stede debrebe ke de dada. Ren Kandiana Barro stambraba kanda da branda de debosta. Shanda da bakurenda da Baraca standada Renda Baracotodiana otoriana de Basantaya. Renda da Baracasunde sunde de yana barosh Rankanda yana da baronde de basanda da faradada. Renda da baraka de bereke to Renda da baro sandare yana baroko de brada. Shanda da bakandi yana Say I am the city of God. I am the city of God. The city whose builder and maker is God. I am the light of the world. The city set on a hill. I am New Jerusalem. I am Zion, the dwelling place of God. Can we pray in the Holy Spirit? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Can we pray in the Holy Spirit? branda branda I want you to focus on the life of God on the inside of you. I want you to focus on the spirits of God on the inside of you. I want you to see on the inside of you the spirits of God even right now. He's presenting to you God's intelligence, presenting to you God's emotions, presenting to you God's mind. Don't distract yourself. Shut your eyes if you need to and focus on what the Lord is doing on the inside of you. I want you to make a decision this evening. For spirituality, shanda da baradaba barada ba kandi ana barute barada ba santa da baya renkandi na barosa abra barada da rashin da barabakusa ba. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all these young people, Lord God you brought our way lord jesus thank you because you you brought them here lord god to be imparted lord jesus with your holy spirit in a fresh new way we thank you lord god for filling them up and setting them up everlasting father that which their hearts desire lord god thank you everlasting father because as they delight in you you would give them the desires of their hearts in the name of jesus i want us to do something amen Bible says, "Delight you in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. I want you to exercise yourself in a place of delight by primarily, okay, expressing desire. I want you to talk to the Lord and tell Him what you want to see in your life after this is done. Hallelujah! Just shut your eyes, okay. I want you to you yourself envision what you want to be by the time you're leaving here on Sunday the kind of experiences you want to have, the place you want to be. I want you to consider this weekend as a transformation chamber where anything can happen. I want you to see this weekend as a window. There are some people that in one, in one night, their lives flipped around The world was turned upside down, either for good or for evil. There were other people that nothing happened to them. We want something to happen to us during this camp. We don't want to be those people that nothing happened to them. We want something unusual to happen to us in this camp. But the natural man cannot receive the things of God for they are spiritually discerned. He finds them to be foolish because he places no value on them so i want you to with your own heart exercise yourself in giving value to the things of god i want us to exercise ourselves this weekend so tell the lord jesus where you want to see yourself after this weekend is done if you want to receive an appearance from jesus if you want him to appear to you if you want an addiction to be broken off of your life if you want Lord to change a specific circumstance i want you to talk to him Speak to him in your own words, but tell him from the depths of your heart, Lord Jesus, I want to see this and this happen to me throughout the course of this weekend in your own words, just tell him what you want to happen sets. Do something that would blow, say something, ask for something that will blow your mind. You're signing yourself up for something wonderful. Set yourself up for something that will blow your mind. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to, using the intelligence of God, I want you to envision for this thing to happen to me how should i conduct myself throughout this camp let's say you're the person that you want an appearance to happen to you you want just got to appear to you physically or you want god to break something off of your life this transformation chamber that you're in now is a window of opportunity for that thing to happen but like we read before we can make the word of god of no effect by our tradition by our conduct so i want us to Envision the kind of conduct, amen, how we ought to be throughout this weekend, so as to receive what the Lord has for us. Believe you, believe me, sorry. God has more in store for you than what you just asked him now. Amen. But what's happening here is that I gave the opportunity to ask him, and I want you, I would say, draw near to the Lord, and he will draw near to you. Hallelujah. So right now, with your eyes shut again, amen, I want you to envision how you ought to be to receive what God has set you up for. That thing you just spoke to him about. Just envision the kind of person you ought to be for that thing to happen. There is a tendency to get distracted during camp because you're seeing friends and you might forget the reason why you came. You can make up your mind now. I'm not going to forget anything. I'm going to stay through. I know what I came here for. I can chat with my friends anytime. After the campus, we can chat. We can have fun. Jump around. But I want to chat with Jesus. I want to have fun with God. I want to interact with God throughout this camp. I want something special to happen to me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these young ones, Lord Jesus. You know, the ones that are serious and the ones that are not. We thank you for your mercy that causes light to shine, your sun to shine and your rain to pour, on both the just and the unjust. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, Lord God, upon all of them, Lord Jesus. That even those that are not serious, Lord God, that you will touch them. Because you're a good God. Because you're a kind God. Because you're a loving God. And your love is not weak. Even our unresponsiveness does not hold your love back from us. Your love continues. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I feel it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We're going to stay here for a minute or two. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you. Just focus on jesus mm. thank you jesus focus on jesus i want you to deepen your desire for the lord there's someone here you're calling upon the lord's name and he's responding with a lot of himself thank you jesus Mm. Usually when this happens, there's an angel standing next to that person. If you feel a sensation on your body, ah, God, God, God. thank you. Thank you, Jesus, Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You feel a sensation on your body, I want you to yield your members to the administration of the Spirit of God. Wow, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Whoever that person is. You can ask the Lord to multiply what He has resting upon you. You can ask Him for more. Ah, thank you. You can ask Him for more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I feel like a fire that is just raging on the inside, like a volcano that's about to erupt. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's some of you here. Thank you, Jesus. I feel the Lord is ministering to you. Yield your members to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. God responds to hunger, God responds to appetite. You might not have been the best person, but if your heart really wants God, he will come for you. Express desire. Let him know I want you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you feel a fire in your heart, hallelujah, open up your mouth and release that prayer language to the Lord. Feel a stirring in your heart. I feel there's someone, I see like a, like an explosion is happening inside of you and all the caverns of your soul are being infiltrated. Very strong, very strong. Thank you. Ask him for more. Thank you, Jesus. This is not being ministering It's the Holy Spirit ministering to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Kabababababa. Thank you, thank you. Very gently, but very fiercely. Thank you, Jesus, for that flame of your love on the inside, Lord Jesus. Thank you for that flame in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you. Angels of God, even right now, all across this room. We release these ones even right now. Sit on them and influence them. Let them know hunger that they've never known before. Open up their eyes to see the favor of God is upon you very strongly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for light. Light in the name of Jesus. Light in the name of Jesus. Light in Jesus' name. Light in the name of Jesus. 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 Come on. Light in the name of Jesus. Light in the name of Jesus 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 understanding is given to your heart light is shining you come into hunger you come into thirst you come into appetite you love God more than your distractions That influence from the Spirit of God, stronger than ever before. Thank you, Jesus. The fountains are breaking, breaking, breaking in the name of Jesus. I say blind eyes be opened in the name of Jesus. I say deaf ears be unstopped in Jesus' name. You will meet with the Lord. You will meet with Him. You will interact with Him. You will hold hands with him. You will journey with him. You will know him for yourself. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All across this room, angels of God, take them to where they need to be. Take them to where they need to be. Give them the things they need to drink. Let them see what they need to see. Let them hear what they need to hear. Angels, God, even right now, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for your pure flame, Lord Jesus, of your fire, Lord God. Thank you for hunger being stirred in our hearts, Lord Jesus. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So strong, so strong, so strong thank you Jesus so strong the more desire you express to the Lord you're just opening up your heart even more the more appetite the more longing the longer you can stay focused on him you are training your soul ah thank you training your soul thank you Jesus thank you for marking these ones Lord Jesus this short time, logo God, we spent in your prayer. Thank you for marking them, for branding them, Lord Jesus. We say thank you, Lord God. I want us to, um, like I say, consummate um, this short time together with the Lord, with Holy Communion. Amen. If you feel that you can, don't. If God is still touching you, you can feel it tangibly. Amen. Don't disrupt what's happening. Stay until you feel his presence has finished working and there's a lifting of that intensity. Just stay there focused on Jesus and continue to burn for God. Amen. I feel like some of you here if you allow yourself to really to really go with the Lord tonight, something explosive could happen to you. Thank you for surrender. We thank you for surrender in the name of Jesus. Thank you for surrender. The Lord wants to mark you. Amen. He wants to mark you. You're going to find yourself doing things you could not do by yourself. We're going to be having a prayer stretch later um in the morning around 4 a.m so before um before i dismiss you we take communion amen but we're going to be praying from um 4 a.m in the morning amen we're going to be doing a prayer stretch hallelujah i want you to make sure you get enough rest after this is done soak in god's presence amen receive the nutrition of the spirits of god let that water amen flowing out from god's word amen purify and sanctify your soul amen Hallelujah. I want you to feel you. Can I invite you to the table of the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your love. You're you're invited. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for your love. Your love is strong. Lord Jesus. Thank you for your love. Your love is great. Lord Jesus. Your love is healing. Your love is light. Your love, Lord Jesus, is life. Thank you, Jesus. Your love is delight. Your love is pleasure, Lord Jesus. Your love is food, Lord Jesus. We feast, we partake, we enjoy, and we are filled. In Jesus' name. You may come to the table of the Lord if you can. There shall enter into us nothing that defiles, no abomination. The only things that can enter into us are things in the book of life. The life force of God, the faculties of God, the deep things of God. Hallelujah. Once you're done, you can begin to make your way up To your rooms, hallelujah. If you've already been designed your rooms, and please go to bed right. Um, okay, we can get something to eat if you need to, but please go to bed right away, amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to camp. Camp will officially swing in with a retreat. Hallelujah. I think I should read the camp rules, right? (laughs) I don't know if that's atmosphere will allow that to happen, but don't do anything dumb amen hallelujah get yourself something to eat hallelujah and then go to bed afterwards amen don't scatter what the lord has done this evening okay allow it to build if you're going to be interacting with anyone it's going to be to build up on what has already happened here hallelujah you're officially dismissed